H.A. Spencer here, and I've been wanting to call in for a while. I've really been enjoying your recent run of Dungeon Master's Diaries. Um, just your kind of... You just sound so reinvigorated and excited by what you're doing at the moment. Um, you've got me wanting to give 5 ear a try, and also traveller as well and now you've thrown dolmenwood into the mix i mean as if i haven't got enough to be getting on with anyway thanks for sharing take care thanks he won't share with us the darkness in his brain the dungeon master's plan the pleasure and the pain what's better left unknown keep calling out to me My name is Che Webster, and this is the Roleplay Rescue Dungeon Master's Diary. Che, what are you doing? I don't want you to think about putting that map up on the wall. Get up. Do it, man. Do it. Maps were massive for me as a kid getting into the hobby, and it was my teacher in primary school reading The Hobbit, showing us the map from the front of The Hobbit. That totally drew me in. So I reckon you have your map on the wall. Maybe if you're running Essentials, you take out the Sword Coast map and you put that on the wall. Mm, might be some spoilers, so I don't know what you think about that. But definitely, it's it's enticing. It draws the kids in. Do it! A very excited Colin there from Spike Pit calling in on maps. And, of course, top of the show, Spencer, a.k.a. Threefall. Thanks very much for your calls, guys. And, Colin, you'll be pleased to know that I have, in fact, started a plan to get a whole board in my room put aside for Dungeons & Dragons and other role-playing stuff. And I'm even working with a colleague on trying to get that together. We're going to photocopy the big... Um, yeah, Sword Coast map, as you suggested. I'm just going to whack it up there. And that's so I can keep using the actual table one at the table. But yeah, of course. And yeah, probably going to get that old Spinwood Marches map up there as well if I can. Um, another suggestion I had, talking to Bob Pianca, and his suggestion was, hey, why don't you kind of get those goal cards, you know, the, the quest cards, blown up nice and big, put them up there as well. Um, let the players see what kind of shenanigans are going on. Um what a great bunch of ideas. So, going to play around with that. Thanks for calling, Colin. Oh, look, there's some more coming in here. Uh, what's this? Liren? More on the maps. Hi, Jay. It's Liren from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. I heard Andy's comment a couple episodes back about our custom maps worth the, the work that goes into them. And, you know, I think that is so much about what you enjoy. If you're an artist and you enjoy doing things like that, Oh my gosh, by all means. I can definitely say that maps add something to it for me, but I also am very much aware of how much work they are, so I have no expectation of any of that. In the game that uh, my husband Jeff runs on Monday nights, it's a space scrapper story, and TJ actually drew us an amazing schematic of the ship that we're on, and I love that drawing. I love the 
the the um, almost visceral feeling it brings to the game. So so I'm super happy he did that. But I would love that game with or without it. So I think it's about what you love. Thank you, Lyra. And I absolutely agree with you. I think um, as with all creative endeavors, you know, you got to do what you enjoy. And I'm a very tactile kind of person and I really do like my physical props. So I'm very visual. Um, I'd love to, you know, when I'm in battles and things, I like using battle maps and miniatures. I love images. I love photos and pictures and all those kinds of things. I just don't necessarily have the physical talents to bring those things to the table. Um, and I guess, you know, therefore I, I kind of steal, beg, borrow and steal where I can. Um, and yeah, I love to bring that stuff, but you're right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you don't. It's just a bonus if you do, if that makes sense. Anyway, Liren, thanks so much for the call. And uh, be careful because mentioning Andy's name, that can lead to summoning him. But anyway, for the time being, let's hope um, let's hope he didn't hear. And uh, oh, there's another one from Jason. Let's see what Jason's got to say. Hey, Che, Jason here. I'm headed home from a long day at work. I know the long day tomorrow. Um, just want to say I'm glad you got the this traveler play by post getting started up. Looking forward to it. I'll be a little bit sparse on the post on the days I'm working, but I'll I can definitely do a post day. That's not a problem. I I'm also really happy to see you using Patreon funds for the school club. Yeah, I think that's a great use of those funds. And I speak of that as a, you know, back your Patreon, not just disinterested party. But, yeah, so I'm excited. Sounds like things are going good. And, um, yeah, I'm enjoying your DM journals. I'm enjoying, you know, hearing things come together for you. And look forward to the next one. Take care. Wow. Brilliant to hear from you, Jason. Thanks so much for your call in. And I'm glad you're happy with what I'm doing with the Patreon funds as well, because, yeah, that was a, a sort of an interesting and yet positive decision. But it's led to some sort of slightly strange shenanigans, actually. And, um, yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm going to name names, but I've had a couple of people be in touch. Someone on Twitter has uh, got in touch and very kindly decided they got hold of a copy of the D&D starter set, I think secondhand or something, and just offered to post it to the school um, for the kids. So another starter set on its way there. Um, I wasn't going to say no, let's be honest. And, and the second thing was um, another patron and good kind of friend of this podcast has decided to make a donation um, via drive through RPG with a, a voucher, um, which is just amazing. I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to do with a drive through RPG voucher for the club, but I'm not going to say no. Never look the gift horse in the mouth, my mum always said. Um, it seems that kind of talking about getting game stuff into the hands of young people has kind of led to an outpouring of support which I just didn't expect so I just want to say a massive thank you not only to Jason for those kind words but to those anonymous givers um do guys if you want to if you don't mind me naming you please do let me know and I will do so in future but I I'm always a bit twitchy about that kind of stuff I don't know whether people want that or not um anyway I'm withering blithering and oh okay um it looks like Liren has, yep, she's cast Summon Andy, and here he is with a multi-calling call-in. Over to you, Andy. <coughs> che, hi, Andy. This time in the car, not on the road, but 
hopefully not as noisy. Hopefully you won't get attacked by wild turkeys on the way down. My wife was um, held hostage um, coming back to the house yesterday. Uh, uh, she was surrounded by a pack of rabid wild turkeys and she called me in a panic, um, hope, hoping that I would come and rescue her, but I was uh, at least an hour away, so I don't know what she thought I could do. <coughs> anyway, descriptions, descriptions, descriptions. Thank you for the call, uh, shout out. Um, I've got a couple of things to add to that or to build on, on this idea because I think it's really... Um, so there's a big topic here actually and it's very central to what we do so firstly you know having looked back I think I was being very terse with my descriptions in, in, in that moment that I talked about because I knew so well what these things looked like that I just thought well there's no point describing them surely everyone knows what Big Ben looks like but maybe not um, and I think that when you make those kind of assumptions, that's when this very elusive thing that we create together can get a bit fuzzy and a bit imprecise and not work very well. Because when you describe something, and that's the only means of understanding the situation and the scene, everyone is going to be then painting their own picture in their mind. And there's literally no way... I would, I would suspect if you could somehow print out on a piece of paper, and, and we'll probably be able to do this one day, if you could print out what someone was actually visualizing, you know, the patterns that their neurons were forming inside their brain, they would all be different in either large ways or small ways, but they would all be different. And you know what? And that's okay. Of course that's okay. Because as long as our own... Um, version of reality is internally consistent with itself and nothing jars it then the game proceeds but when there's suddenly this disjunction or jarring moment when hey I thought I was next to this guy and it turns out you're 40 yards away from him that's when the game starts to break down in the shared imaginative space in a way what we do when we sit around the table is our imaginations coalesce, they rise up in the center of the table, and there they shake hands with each other. Now, they may not resemble each other, but they kind of become friends. And that is a very silly and probably too poetic a metaphor. It's actually something um, from a John Crowley book that I love. Um, but the idea of our imaginations mingling and meeting and getting to know each other, that I think is what happens when we describe a shared space in an RPG. And then the final thing is something very much related to Mutant Cruel Classics, or I guess any post-apocalyptic game. There's something very interesting that goes on there in description. Because in MCC, and it's very explicit about this, it says you should really try as a GM not to say you pick up a laser gun or you pick up a communicator or you pick up a XYZ, a grenade. Um, what it encourages you to do is to describe them in a way that a primitive post-apocalyptic tribes person would see this thing. 
using the kind of metaphorical language they would use to describe materials and objects that they don't understand and have never seen before. So rather than saying plexiglass, you say solid air. And rather than saying, um, you know, laser rifle, you say metal fire stick. And by doing that, you kind of multiply the, the setting. You enhance the setting and the game. So that's it. Um, sorry for the endless series of messages yet again. Um, I keep feeling we shouldn't do this and just do another episode, but um, joint episode. But uh, I guess our schedules are, are both complicated, and maybe the asynchronous conversation is is something different and equally interesting. All right, great episode as usual. Really enjoying it. Speak to you soon. Mr. Goodman strikes again. Thank you, Andy. What a brilliant call-in sequence. Um, all five and a half minutes. But uh, no, don't apologise. All joking aside, man, I really appreciate That is some of the best content anyone's ever called in. Um, not to belittle any other call-in I've ever had, but yeah, good advice. And uh, I couldn't agree with you more, really. I think it's a fascinating subject. I'm not going to try and add to it. I'm just going to let that stand. Say a huge thank you to you. Andy for calling in and yes you're right we do need to talk again um I'm guessing your schedule's worse than mine <laughs> I'll have you on here anytime you want to come on mate um but anyway I'm so glad Lyra summoned you it was good stuff game on Gosh, it's Monday morning and I just realised I haven't done any diary entries over the weekend at all. I've been too busy. In a good way, I think. It's been an amazing weekend. And um, yeah, uh, try and run through it really. Uh, Friday night was Donwood, um, and a good session. I think I made a quick note on the night afterwards. Um, I recorded a update um, in a bit more detail about my GMing, which I intend to put together with some other comments I'd previously made. Um, I've got a little folder I've entitled the Dolmenwood Papers and I think what I'm going to do is is string a few of those together and put them as one of the $1 patron bonuses uh, from the Patreon because, well, I think it's a good way of signalling to people who are my players, for example, who like listening to the DM's Diary that actually this is stuff that maybe you shouldn't listen to and it's there and of course there's nothing stopping them really um you know i know shandy andy's a patron and for which i'm immensely grateful man um but at least it kind of like puts it aside so i hope you won't mind me doing that um but it was good a good session and uh, many many thoughts there i uh, spent saturday um a good part of saturday actually in the morning just clearing out um my hobby room a bit and um i i kind of put together I think I mentioned this in, in a previous episode, which I recorded on Saturday. But um, I basically set up a, a permanent podcasting station for the first time. Um, it's only taken 15, 16 months, but there we go. Um, and that's really, really good. And um, that dug out an awful lot of rubbish. And I got this old desktop computer and just kind of like um, cleaned down. And I'm just going to like dispose of, I imagine, over the coming weeks. Um, 
So it set me up a station, which meant I was in a much better place for focus, really. Um, and then on top of that, we've been playing Traveller. Well, we started to set up over the weekend the Rollgate game of Traveller, the Imperial Fringe on Rollgate, which if you were interested, you can go along. I've set it up so that you can go and spectate. So if you want to, you can hop in there and have a look at what's going on. Not a lot right now, as I as I record this. The game is only just really starting. But it's, um, it's great. Um, five players definitely in. A sixth um, on his way, I think. And... Uh, Really, really pleased with that. And here I am in the morning, and I've just been upstairs, and there's a box for me, um, which is interesting. So it's got a um, yeah, it's got a nasty banner in it. So I'm just going to open this. And we have the D and D monster card deck, challenge levels zero to five, which um, I had ordered last week for the club. So that's here too. Let's go with the other stuff. Oh yeah, I, I spent the weekend reading through the Dragon of Ice Peak. Um, I spy a peak <laughs> and I'm really enjoying that and I've also been looking through the Essentials rule book um, oh and I discovered D&D Beyond as well well I kind of knew about it but I, I, I basically downloaded the app and you get some freebies with um, uh, with the Essentials you know with that adventure you get the adventure in digital form as well which is great and I had a look at that and I think I might show the kids because you can get a free account and you can create, I think, up to six characters. And I think it might be really useful for them. They can access the basic rules, which is what we'll be using. And they can um, build the characters. So that will be cool. Um, we'll see how we get on with it and whether it will be worthwhile for me in the longer term to get a GM account there. I don't know. Anyway, I'm warbling now, so I'll stop. It's Monday. It's going to be a really tough week. There's so much going on at work. And I'm just going to try and keep my head straight and uh, focus on the things that are important, right? <laughs> yeah I know my career is important um, and I know what I do in the classroom is important but to me right now sometimes it feels like the most important stuff is the, um, you know, the games I'm playing um, and I guess my father just wouldn't approve of that it's Tuesday morning and I'm in school um, yeah it's been a, a, a good evening I was playing um, Rollgate last night or actually I didn't think I've, I typed very much at all I think the players were playing Rollgate um, and that's interesting because it's a whole different pace of gaming, obviously. You know, like one post a day on a play-by-text forum. Um, but um, it's incredible what people write and, you know, like... It was just fun to read, to put it that way. I'm really enjoying that. So I'm, I'm hoping that really, fingers crossed, that goes. That's led to a whole load of thoughts about um, Traveller generally because I was going to play the game I'm going to run, the adventure I'm going to run, the Imperial Fringe. I was going to run that as a solo thing. And so... I was going to think, okay, well, you know, maybe I don't need to solo. But I realised I really do want a solo and I also really want a solo traveller. So um, that's fine. I think I'm just going to part, I'm going to run the Imperial Fringe. I'm just going to sort of uh, just change what I'm doing. You know, like my, my adventurers um, that I created, there's nothing whatsoever to stop me getting them off on a different adventure. So that's what I'm going to do, really. And um, I don't know what, where I'm going with that at all yet it's going to let that mull my my objective is to have one solo game a month just a session like maybe one or two hours maybe as much as three or four but once a month just sit down and play um, and I think that's very doable because in a term time there's probably going to be a weekend somewhere or an evening somewhere where Deb goes out with her friends I, I mean I actually think I'm up for one of those this Friday I think Deb is out with my wife without with her friends on Friday night and it's not the game night week so I'm on my own at home on Friday night. She's going out for a few hours, uh, right up till probably 9, 10, maybe even 11 o'clock at night. So 
I get home from work, I've got an opportunity, right? I've got a window there. So I might just dive in this week. I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah, the idea is on a once a month, just get a couple of hours and do some gaming. And then obviously I want to blog that on the Roleplay Rescue blog. I'll keep blogging those um, those uh, game reports because I think part of solo playing is sharing your game. Um, at least recording it's really important, but I find I, I really enjoy the sharing of that. I think almost everything I do, I enjoy the sharing of it. I think if I feel like what I do has value if I'm sharing it with other people. So if, even if there's just one person who's reading it... Um, you know, that's really important to me. So an example of that is um, yesterday on the Roleplay Rescue blog and also up on Patreon, um, there was a, 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 an actual play solo. Um, it's not that long, but an actual play solo uh, audio episode that I put up when I played um, Goblin Hinchman's Carapace using a Microlite 74. And seven people have um, listened to that on um, the blog um, and you know a handful of people listen to it up on Patreon and um, it just made me smile I, I didn't think anybody would be interested really but I, I put it out there because I'd done it you know um, and it's nice to share but you know six seven people seven people I think on a blog just looked at that and it's nice and it's not that the numbers matter because they kind of don't but um, it's nice when you see that people have listened to it and what was really nice is a couple of people have gone as far as liking that blog post and, and it's a really nice feeling when you get that little bing um, you get the dopamine hit, you know, I know what's going on in the brain. It's a little reward <laughs> for, you, for your efforts, but I like that and I enjoy that. And I, and it, and I, I worry it's narcissism. Um, and maybe it is. Um, nonetheless, that's kind of who I am as a person, I guess that's, um, you know, I like to share my thoughts and it's really great when people pick them up and pick up on them. Right, I'm wibbling a bit. So the other thing to say is get ready for tonight's game. I brought in actually a load of dungeon tile stuff, the Dungeons and Dragons, uh, dungeon tile stuff. Now, there's a lot of this stuff goes back. Looking at the logos, it goes back to fourth edition uh, and third edition. But the sets I've got, I think, are from the fourth edition days because it's that logo. Um, and I also found I got a copy of Dungeons and Tombs, which is a relatively recent publication under the fifth edition banner, um, which is just a, a little booklet. It's the Young Adventurers Guide. And I think I've mentioned these before, but I bought one out of curiosity and I just thought, you know what, it would be good to maybe over the next few months collect the, I think there's four tomes for that. Um, collect those four and put them on a shelf because again there's something that students can take away and have a read of and have a look at and find out something more about Dungeons and Dragons and again if they're flying around the school that's not necessarily a bad idea either um, um, so yeah I'm going to be ready for D&D tonight and I've got this horrible feeling I've just got this horrible feeling that having got all this ready and having my you know my grand plan I'm going to be running Dragon of Ice uh, Ice uh, was it Ice by a Peak? Um, and I'm all ready to go. That actually what will happen is that either nobody will show. That's the, obviously the big kind of fear. But the other thing is actually that maybe I'm going to be successful in getting new GMs to start over the next few, you know, over the next few weeks. And eventually I'll be at that position where nobody wants to play um, with me because they're doing their own thing. And of course, that is a good thing. Um, and I'm, I'm sort of trying to turn that thought around and go, well, that will be a really great place to get to. And that would offer you then loads of solo time because if I don't have to run games for people and they're all running games but I do have to be in the room well then I get to solo right so that's the sort of way I'm looking at it um so I'm, I'm jazzed for tonight I'm really up, sorry, I'm excited about it really up for it um just want to see what happens I've got this just I've got that sinking horrible feeling that no one will show or very few will show but it doesn't matter I'm gonna roll with what I've got and um yeah game on
It's like five past five on Tuesday. I just finished school club. That was a brilliant night. That was just absolutely brilliant. I've had two new players turn up today. Another lad and a girl um, turn up to play. You've never played D&D ever before. Can we come and join in? Of course you can get yourself sat down. Um, six people, no, five people around a table tonight. Two newbies. The two girls, uh, two of the three girls who played last time, the other one was doing something drama-y tonight, so she couldn't make it. But the other two back, the, the newbie from last time back, and one of the lads who came last time was back. So five people around the table. We started in Fandolin, playing the Essentials Adventure, and they've just chosen to go to the dwarf excavation, and they just turned up there, and we kind of just ran out of time. We were getting into a, a fight with a big yellowy blob thing that was up on the wall and dribbling everywhere, and uh, they just got into a fight with it, and um, one of the, it just started to stab and, and what have you, and one of the guys come up with a big axe and kind of slashed this thing, and it's turned into two yellowy blob things and um yeah we're gonna pick that up last i never usually stop in the middle of a fight but unfortunately we kind of had to because of transport and things like that so but you know what it was so much fun um really having a good time and the other great thing is one of the girls sort of come in and she says uh so i've got um someone for i think a christmas or something has bought a copy of the secrets of, is it salt marsh adventure i don't know there's you know that ghost of salt marsh or whatever She's reading that. She's thinking about maybe running it down the line. I mean, how awesome is that? Oh, yes. This is what it's all about, isn't it? Game on. It's Saturday. It's been a very good day for me. Um, got up early this morning, went to the gym, and, um, yeah, I've been focused quite a lot once I settled down this afternoon on Traveller today, and um, I decided to delve... Well, really in two directions simultaneously. So on the one hand, I dug out my copy of the Soleimani supplement, the alien module, I think it's six or seven, uh, Soleimani, which is about the Soleimani Confederation. Um, for those not au fait with Traveller Universe, that's basically Earth, you know, Terra, the Sol system. Um, that's the Soleimani species of humans. And they have a kind of... <laughs> Yeah, human supremacist kind of led government that um, has a semi-communistic, fascistic, I don't know, kind of feel to it, which is kind of interesting. Um, and I've always been interested in that part of the traveling universe. I never played there, so I thought I'd dig that out. And then off the back of that, I, I got thinking about characters and um, I've been really enjoying just the basic stuff from books one, two and three of Classic Traveller. But I also own the rest so I've dug out books four five six and seven and today I sat down and I created a character using the uh, advanced rules I guess you would say or the expanded rules that are in mercenary which is book four and high guard which is book five and I created an army um, background character and a navy background character and I intend to go on and do scouts book six and merchant prince book seven and possibly even Citizen of the Imperium, which is one of the supplements books which deals with the other category from the classic game. Um, really enjoyed that. I'll try and blog those up over the coming days. Um, yeah, lots of fun. Game on. Hey, it's Sunday morning, and um, yeah, I had a really good conversation with uh, Bob Pianka, a.k.a. Amended Man, um, out on... Uh, we cut into TeamSpeak 3 yesterday and just had a really good chat about an idea we've been kicking around for a prehistoric fantasy game. And I'm so excited about this idea. So, um, 
Yeah, in short, just I've, for a very, very long while now, I have wanted to do a sort of prehistoric game. And I mentioned it a couple of times before. Bob has kind of, uh, first of all, got talking to me about this in relation to doing some very low fantasy. And, of course, that's now evolved. And I'm kind of mashing the two ideas together. Had a really good chat with him last night. And he seems to be up for this concept. And we talked about the mileage in this campaign idea uh, for a good, what, two, two and a half hours? Yeah, it was great. Um, and we started looking at some of the resources from which we we're going to draw some inspiration. Um, and yeah, it's just fantastic, really. I, I really enjoyed the conversation and it's really got me sparked up this morning. Um, so in my uh, day book, my notebook, I kind of started scribbling down a few more thoughts this morning about that. And um, what the really long and short of it is that Bob and I kind of want to evolve our own sort of set of um, homebrew rules, really, to to play this game. And um, various inspirations are going into that pot, but that's what we're going to do. So I don't know whether that will get fast traction, but it certainly got uh, us excited. We are kicking around ideas, um, and I think Bob and I are both kind of wanting to go away, uh, work up a few thoughts of our own, and kind of bring those notes together over a period of time. I think that possibly by the summer, I'm kind of hoping, fingers crossed, by the summer we might have something we could, you know, perhaps... Um, play test um maybe share on a blog something like that you know some some basic initial things and get some feedback um and just see how it plays so um if you're interested in prehistoric fantasy there might be something you want to keep an eye on in the podcast um but big thanks to bob he's really got me stoked up about this one and i just by the way just want to say it is so wonderful and um, the last month or two since i really got my head around and gave myself permission um, to be who I am and to have multiple projects going at once that that's been so freeing my energy levels are through the roof and um, yeah the projects and moving on multiple fronts you know I'm able now to do two podcast episodes and at least a blog every week um, plus other things going on prepping for games I'm running more games than I've ever run I think and um, yeah it's just great it's just fantastic so I just want to say thank you to everyone who's encouraged me to keep going and to those people who uh, keep uh, giving me positive feedback. Every time you give me positive feedback, it feeds the engine of enthusiasm and uh, keeps me going. So thank you. And massive thanks once again to Bob. What a guy. He's such a good guy to know. I'm really pleased that the podcast has brought him and as with so many other people as well, to me, uh, this connection, it's fabulous. Game on.